Yeah, I'll come over, just not right now. Yeah, because I'm about to tune into Tanae Talks. Because unlike what you be talking about, if Tanae's talking about it, it must be worth being talked about. Yo. It's Tanae Talk. We gonna talk about it right Talks right here, we gon' talk about it right here. We gon' talk about everything you like. I'ma make it real, real clear. It's today talks right here. We gon' talk about it right here. I'ma talk about everything you like. I'ma make it real, real clear. Cause it's today talks. And I'ma talk about it. Yeah, cause it's today talks. And I'ma talk about it. Body, body, body. Yay, yay. Hey. <laughs> I don't know why I be so geeked off okay. my own theme song, okay? Hey, welcome, <laughs> welcome to this episode of the Tanae Talks podcast. Remember, Tanae Talks, and you listen. I got a special treat for you today. I got my girl, Miss Jenna Rich, on the show, and we're talking about toxic cons and how to avoid them. So, welcome to the show, Miss Jenna Rich. Hello, hello. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. <laughs> How are you today? <laughs> I'm, I'm not, you know, doing pretty good. I can't complain about much. Okay. I'm excited to be on your show. This is my first podcast. Hey, so hey I'm so excited. Many. First of many. <laughs> so let me give you all a little background. If you guys follow me on social media, you may have seen me post the hashtag John the Con. That's hashtag J O N T H E. Wait, am I spelling this right? T H E C O N. Look, I had a brain phrase. John the Con, right? And Correct. Jenna was a, I don't want to say victim, but I want to say victim because she is not wearing victimness with this. She's she's going to be, she came out victorious in this, but she was a victim of a con artist by the name of Jonathan. And I don't have to say allegedly on this part because there's no, she, we, she got all the proof, all the proof.net.com.org. So if y'all go on YouTube, <laughs> you can subscribe to her channel. You can actually put in hashtag John the Con. All the videos will pop up and you'll be able to see how this man tried to basically ruin my homegirl's life and was trying to finesse her because he'd been finessing women for the past 20 plus years. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Jenna, before we get into it, tell my audience, I told them a little bit, but tell them a little bit about who you are and your background and what led us to uh, today's talk, which is how to avoid a toxic con. Uh, well, again, my name is Jenna. I'm from small t- town, America, Boley, Oklahoma. Um, I live in Southern California. I'm in San Diego. I've been here five years. Um, I work for a dental corp. I've been doing that for, um, been in the dental industry the last 10 years, which I'll talk about in the video. That was one of his things that he was supposedly a hygienist. <laughs> he told other women that he was a dentist. He couldn't run the dentist by me because they really wouldn't work. It wasn't going to work because <laughs> you knew too much. That one wasn't going to work with me. Um, 
But yeah. So in one of the videos, I described how Jonathan found me. And that's where it gets sick, where people really have to watch what they're doing and what they're posting. He found me on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have any friends in common. Uh, we were not in any group. Um, I remember several times just asking him, like, Jonathan, where did you find me? He was like, oh, you came up as a person. I, um, you know how Facebook suggests people you may know? I yeah. was like, but that don't make sense because we don't have any friends in common. But guess what? So he stuck to that this entire time. I cannot believe that because Facebook is shady and they will suggest <laughs> people for you to know that you have absolutely no people in common with. I have seen that. I just don't friend those people because I'd be like, who, how, <laughs> what, and when? Like, why? Why are you? Why? So, you, <laughs> <laughs> But usually that person has looked at your profile. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's, that's true. generally how it happens. I've never looked at his profile. I didn't know anybody from Sacramento. I didn't know one person. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, girl. So I took the, the accepted the friend request because he had a good smile. Um, and I really, at that time, didn't accept strangers on my Facebook page. You know, it has a lot about, like, my kids, my day-to-day life, things that I've posted the last 10 years of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had a good smile. And I remember inboxing him, like, you have a nice smile. That was February of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't even say nothing. Didn't even pursue me then. For three months, he didn't pursue me. Nothing. It was very, like, friendly. Mm-hmm. Hey, how you doing? Nothing serious. Um, but now I know that for those three months, he read and studied every post I ever made on Facebook from yeah. 2007. While, while so also in the midst of probably dating someone else, too. So he was getting, he was. Out, <laughs> he was getting out of one yeah. to enter into the next. Getting the, mm-hmm. <laughs> Her name is Whitney. Oh, hey, Whitney. Whitney. Hey, girl, hey. yeah he literally ghosted Whitney the day before he came to uh, San Diego he just disappeared blocked her and flew here the next day he had been living with her insane 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 (laughs) but that's okay listeners we're going to hopefully help somebody today okay we gonna help somebody Mm -hmm. to avoid such uh we're gonna just call it what it is craziness because once y'all watch this series she's done a series of videos she actually got engaged to this person planned a wedding all of the things that we as little girls hope to happen um in in the fairy tale of a relationship it was unfolding for her um, right before our eyes, you know, she, you know, she mm-hmm. was sharing her love and her happiness on social media because culturally that's what we do now. So, you know, for anybody's out there saying that that's why you shouldn't put your business out there or X, Y, and Z, she's not the first <laughs> to do that because that's the culture that we live in, right? We sell, we put our, our highs and even sometimes our lows on social media, social media has become sort of a, um, a digital diary for a lot of us and that's basically what he did he looked at her digital diary from the time she arrived to facebook went through that history and did what he did so before we get into get into john the con and how to avoid people like him i I was kind of going back and forth with this jenna because i was like well 
I was calling it toxic cons. And I was having a conversation with my boyfriend earlier. And he was like, well, how was it toxic? You know, he didn't do nothing to her. And I'm like, well, he did do something to her. You know, he was deceitful. He lied. And what he did could have Mm -hmm. long lasting effects on her in the relationships to come. You know what I mean? Um, I was just talking to another young lady and we talked about at least when you're abused physically, right? You can heal from that. Like, Oh, Mm -hmm. not to say that it's any better. You know what I mean? I don't want anybody to be abused, but with a physical abuse, you can see that wound and that heal, that wound can dry up when someone mentally Mm -hmm. abuses you. That can have long lasting effects that can go on for decades. And my girl, luckily, it isn't damaged to that capacity. But that's how something can lead to toxicity, right? Somebody can enter and give you a little bit of poison and then that poison can spread, right? So that's, that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. You, you nailed it. Um, I don't know if you remember the story earlier this year, first week of January. It was a lady that uh, the man killed her. They had just been together three months, mm-hmm. I do believe, and they were engaged, and he killed her. It was all over Facebook. Mm-hmm. Someone sent me the story and said um, it could have been worse. Wow. And I said, actually, that would have been easier oh, because wow. I wouldn't have to deal with the day-to-day pain. Oh, Are you serious, uh-huh. Jenna? <laughs> yeah, girl. Don't get me teared up, but... My vulnerability, this is my purpose. I know that yeah. my purpose is painful. Yeah. But if I can save one other person, that's what I'm going to do. And it's okay to oh, cry, yeah. Jenna, because I got tears in my eyes. Oh, yeah. You literally just, like, y'all can't see this, but I got, I have chills because I know what that pain feels like when you would say death death feels better than this pain that I got to live through every day. Cause I've been hurt. Mm-hmm. I've been mm-hmm. lied to deceived. And you like, basically you are, I don't know. You it's, it's experience. It's like groundhog's day. You keep experiencing the same pain over and over and you got to relive and replay uh-huh. this tragedy over and over. And it's like groundhog's day. And you're like, will it stop? So yeah. uh-huh. I, I can relate to that, Jenna, and I'm. I say that from most sincerity that I'm sorry that you had to experience that. You got me teary eyed because I, nobody, man, woman, or, or child, or anybody should have to experience that. And people should right. be so treacherous. That's treachery. You know what I mean? So what is it? It, it te- is. Um, it, it it is because the. Even when I think like I'm in a good, I'll give you as a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Like I went home Thanksgiving, back home to Oklahoma, hung out with my family. That's what I needed because I was really low in November. Yeah. December felt great. I was like, I'm back on it. Let's get some more interviews in. Because when I'm feeling low, I don't want to deal or talk about Jonathan. Yeah. So I was feeling good. And then January 1st, you sent me that message like, hey, would you like to be on my podcast? Mm-hmm. And I was like, let me check my schedule. I'll get back with you. Um, New Year's Day that night, I had a dream about Jonathan. Mm. I had stopped dreaming about him. See, when you go on through something that's real toxic and it emotionally abuses you, it's in your dreams. Mm. So that was just a trigger. You asking me to be on the podcast triggered me into a dream. Mm-hmm. So I, at this point, I'm like, yeah, it'd be better off if you would whip my ass. At least the bruises would go away. Mm-hmm. But mentally, I am definitely damaged. Because yeah. mm-hmm. what happens is he messes, he messes with my trust. 
Yeah. I don't trust myself, let alone other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, so. we're going to talk about that. Um, but by definition, mm-hmm. a toxic relationship is a relationship characterized by behaviors on the part of the toxic partner that are emotionally and not infrequently physically damaging to their partner. A toxic relationship is characterized by insecurity, self-centeredness, dominance, and control. Mm -hmm. And you, you said... Trust. I want you guys, mm-hmm. I want my listeners to put themselves, some of you are married, some of you are not married, and some of you may be on your way to marriage. When you get into the mode of marriage, that is complete and utter trust of another person. You start to share things with them. You start to share your mm-hmm. vulnerabilities. You share your insecurities. You share financial information you share social security cards you are so trusting of this person that you might give them your debit card like hey go get this for me this is my uh debit card number you know what i mean because you have full trust in them that this person is not going they're not a stranger they're not you don't think of deception when you're on the um the horizon of a marriage right and so trust when she says trust her trust is broken can you expound a little bit on what it meant for you to trust and what it means for you now um i've always been a free loving spirit that's what people have to understand about narcissists um that they are attracted to people that have qualities that they don't have and their job is to destroy that part of that other person. Because mm-hmm. why, 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 why does Jenna deserve to be loving and free when I can't be that way? Because I'm dealing with my own insecurities. Mm-hmm. You see, that's that's what he was attracted to. Mm-hmm. So now, like, I love to travel. I love meeting strangers. That's I met you through a friend that I met through another person. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I've met <laughs> a lot of great people. Yeah. <laughs> We met through a friend of a friend of a friend, and then we went hiking. Yes, (laughs) right. That's always been me. Like I see, I see the value in everyone. Mm -hmm. I I love people, and now with him breaking my trust like this, Mm -hmm. I have no desire to meet new people. Mm -hmm. None. Mm. none and you know it's, this is pretty fresh it's been five months people are like hey you want to you think you're ready to go on a date you want to go out I, girl, I went bowling with this little young man <laughs> he used an american express card to pay for the shoes girl and i was triggered because that was jonathan's favorite card oh he always had american express i'm like i'm just not in any condition to deal with new people <laughs> and new you're lives not, you're not we gotta heal first. We gotta heal you. <laughs> uh, of course. I'm like, yeah, sounds fun. I love the ball, and it's meeting new people. But I'm like, nah, player. I beat and shook him down real quick. <laughs> and he, he, and he, he could got be... Jonathan ass whooping. <laughs> Look, and he could be fine. Like, he don't even know. <laughs> Look, Jenna, he could be like really Prince Charming, but you ain't ready. You ready to knock if you buck? Uh, uh-uh. he not. I mean, gave him the beat down for real. <laughs> but so the... that's what I mean by um. my trust is broken when it comes to other people. Um, But where it's really broken is with me. Mm. I don't Mm. trust myself right now. I don't know if anybody knows what that feel like, not not to even trust yourself. 
because when things didn't add up, I silenced my intuition. Mm. I was like, Jenna, you tripping, you overthinking it. You've been in some bad relationships. I used to use the word damage. I, then I started saying I was seasoned because damage is bad. I was like, oh, I'm just a little seasoned. Mm-hmm. So when he was doing things and I would be questioning him, mostly myself, why I would be reacting a certain way. So now I don't trust myself. Mm. That's worse than other people. Yeah. I tend to check things over and over when I know the answer just because I don't trust me. That's personally and professionally. I find myself circling back several times. I think that we get into the mode of that. And I'll use the example. Let's just say with, with our kids, right? It's like mm-hmm. if your mind told you to tell your kid to put on that coat, right? Like your mind told you to do it. And then you didn't do it. And then your kid gets caught out in the rain. It's like, well, dang, did I have bad judgment? Or, you know, you Uh just started, you start to question yourself. And now what you're describing Mm -hmm. is I told myself that this person was okay. And obviously Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, (laughs) clearly Uh I can't be trusted with uh, what color is the sky. It's blue. No, don't trust me. Y'all need to go. (laughs) Y'all need to go outside and make sure it's actually blue because obviously, Uh uh, and you know what? And that's not your fault, Jenna. And I don't know what it would take for you to get back to trusting yourself. Have you gone to therapy? Um, I know. Okay. Let me say this. Therapy is great. I think everybody should go to therapists. I think we should all go unpack our bags and figure out what's going on and how we can be better people. Mm-hmm. I will return to therapy, but in my series, I talk about going to couples therapy with Jonathan oh. and my therapist gave me the go on Jonathan. She was also duped and I love her. I'm not ready yet. Jenna, let me my tell you. My cousin's been broken. It. That's so interesting that you say that. So um, I took one time my boyfriend asked me, how how can you trust a therapist if you know that the person that they're talking to is finessing them? And it's kind of like the the series you, right? Remember when Joe went to therapy? Uh (laughs) Yes. Yes. Joe had his ass up in therapy. And we all, all the, all the watchers are like, no, nigga, this is, the Beck is going to therapy about the guy that you're counseling right now. Like what's going on? Uh-huh. <laughs> so we can't, uh-huh. we can't necessarily fault the counselor. Some people are, they finesse, uh-huh. their finesse game is strong, but I understand. Do you think, do you think that if you would have gone to, a male counselor instead of a female counselor that he would have been able to pull out his bullshit easier? No. No, he, he just finessed that good. No. Jonathan is a professional. Yes. That he's not your normal um, local playboy. <laughs> you know, when I say, uh, you remember, I don't know if you were in the comments or not when it all went down, like all the women, it was several women that were saying, you missed the red flags, you were stigmatized. I was like, mm-hmm. first off, um, I wasn't digmatized. It was good homeless sex. Let me. That's another whole podcast. <laughs> we can talk about homeless sex. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait. You got. You can't say homeless sex and not define what homeless sex oh, is. What's homeless sex? You probably didn't have some. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> let me know if I had some of your listeners that had some too. We, <laughs> please let me know if I had homeless sex. Tell me. I well, I, you know when when I started talking to Jonathan, he was telling me he was a homeowner. I would Facetime. He was at home. <laughs> Come to find out, he lived at his mom and daddy house. Okay. Uh, All right. But when he was he was sexing me down, it was real good. Like he didn't have a home to go back to. That's what I mean. It was homeless sex. Like, yeah, you can say. <laughs> let me tell you, you how. Say? Let me tell you how I had homeless sex and it was good. I too have because you homeless because it ain't yours. Have I had sex in somebody's mama house? It was their mamas, and no. it was amazing. I too have had homeless sex. No. no, that is a different. That's different homeless sex. I'm talking about this Negro don't have a home to go back to, so he gets to screw you in every position and do it the nastiest you ever had it because he needs to sex. Oh, he needs somewhere to live. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I mean. You probably, we've all probably experienced some homeless sex. Like, you want to stay a little longer because he ain't got nowhere to go. No, I've never. No, I'm not having sex in mama's, people's mama's houses. Like, nah, okay, okay. probably my younger years. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I've had had. Yeah. I've had okay I don't think I've had homeless sex because one dude that did try to dick me down good and thought I was gonna let him live with me I, I it didn't work so maybe he didn't do it right okay. <laughs> maybe he didn't do it right I don't but so when so so when the women would say that that he was we were digmatized I would be like no that, that wasn't it also I was the sexual aggressor Ooh. I need people to understand that shot yeah he wasn't, he didn't show up with, you know, um, let me dick you down and confuse you. Cause sometimes people move that way. Like, let me, let me confuse you by adding sex to the mix. Mm-hmm. That was never him. He never texted. He was never FaceTiming. I didn't get no dick pics. He was a complete gentleman. Mm-hmm. Jonathan has very good home training. Don't get me wrong. That's how he was able to wiggle in. He got good home training. Mm. He just a psychopath. That's what my therapist called him after I let her know everything that was going down. And I was she couldn't the believe text it. Because she couldn't believe it. She said, she said, I'm sorry. Legit. She mm. said, I'm so sorry. And at this time, I was day three of the breakup. So I was kind of crying, but I couldn't put all the pieces together. Mm-hmm. And I was just telling her, like, I didn't, I didn't feel safe because I didn't know what his end game was. Yeah. I'm like, what am I dealing with? She was like, you're dealing with a psychopath with a personality disorder. I said, oh. And she said, you need to go get a, um, what is it, a VPO? Is that what they call it? Uh, like a, v- pr- a protective order, PPO, a per- personal protection PPO, order. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and at that moment, I was like, oh, you need to survive. Once she told me that, I didn't go get the police order. I just had my gun clean. You know, I'm from Bali, Oklahoma. We rock a little different. <laughs> you, you was going to kill oh. me. First of all, your therapist owe you money. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> you did not. Your therapist owe you money. I didn't know. Because, uh, and you was in a whole Lifetime yeah. movie. First of all, Lifetime, if you're listening, Jenna needs a movie for this. Because this is right up y'all alley. I do. For, did you know that the TV show you started off on Lifetime? And then they it didn't get good, the ratings. So they moved it to Netflix. But, you oh, know. Wow. So maybe Netflix need to give you a series. Because this is real shit. Um, it is. In mm-hmm. addition to, it says... Uh, and then there are toxic relationships. These relationships have mutated themselves into something that has the potential, if not corrected, to be extremely har- harmful 
to our mm-hmm. well-being. The, these mm-hmm. relationships are not necessarily hopeless, but they require substantial and difficult work if they are to be changed into something healthy. And we know that it was unhealthy. Even the therapist is like, okay, I was duped. This is crazy. This is insane. He finessed me. He finessed you. If y'all watch the videos, he started his tenure of uh, fuckboyness. And y'all know I did an episode on uh, fuckboys. He he started his tenure back in the 1999s and the 2000s. Um, Yes. (laughs) What do you think? Because you... Now, I told y'all, she was on the brink of marrying this man. She met his family and and the like. What In meeting his family, what do you think happened in his childhood for him to start doing, uh, displaying this behavior and acting out this behavior at such a young age? Um, that's a good, very good question because forever I chased it because I knew it was a reason. <clears throat> so I spoke to, you know, well, I spoke to over 20 women that has connections to Jonathan. Let me say that. But two women, one was an ex-fiance, and also he has a now three-year-old wit, um, and another lady that is a family friend of Jonathan's family. Mm. Both of these women were in my inbox dropping all kind of stuff. Um, and now this is where I say allegedly and in the videos, I'm going to say it here also because I wasn't there. Okay. Both women tell me, and they don't know each other, both women tell me that Jonathan was molested by his brother's best friend um, when he was around 11 or 12. Allegedly. Allegedly. Okay. Um, so when I heard that, my first thing was, was this a woman? Because at this time, when I was putting this all together, these were all, all everybody he had victimized was a woman, mm-hmm. which is not true. It's just women were talking about it. The men are like, whatever, he got some money out of me, no big deal. Mm-hmm. But all of us women, we're like, uh, well, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Different story. But yeah, so um, I do understand that hurt people bleed on other folks. Um, I think whatever age that happened to Jonathan, this is just what he's been doing since then. Because I had women in my inbox saying that they knew Jonathan in middle school and he was a problem. <laughs> Not and then I also did the interview with, Nikki, who was his prom, who was his prom date, mm-hmm. so her senior year, he finessed her out of money. So he's just continued to escalate. Mm. So um, it is it is very fearful when you're dealing with somebody with a, this type of personality order. I did struggle mentally with. I thought I could hear Jonathan around my house. I know it sounds so crazy. Mm-hmm. I'd be all, and I'd be like, "Is Jonathan in my house?" Or when I used to go to the gym in the morning, I couldn't even make it to my car because I thought he was hiding in the bush. Because it escalates. I'm yeah. waiting for him to kill me at this point. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, if that's what he going to do, get serious. I'm like, if that's what he want to do, then let's do it. That's why it was so important for me to drop the videos and let people know this is my story. And if something happens to me, this is who did it. Because I had no clue who I was dealing with. Right. I was just starting to piece things together. So to my listeners, like like Jenna said, some people might say that she was digmatized and all this when we know that wasn't the case. In the Mm -hmm. videos that I saw of them before this, before news broke and before everything hit the fan, he was well-spoken, well-dressed, a gentleman, Mm -hmm. like she said, he was raised right. 
tell the listeners how charming he was and how charm can Ooh. lead us to toxicity because basically it's coming out of the left. It's it's so so charming you wouldn't expect it. Mm-hmm. Well, let me say this. I done met a lot of charming Negroes over my days. Let me say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was very charming. What made Jonathan different from all the other men I've known and dated? He was consistent. Mm. And, and, and That's and, what made him different. Jenna, don't, ain't that what we be looking for? Some consistency. Don't and all like <laughs> in our little girl and group chat. Everything he said, yeah, everything he ever said to me. You know, we, words can be trash. Like it don't mean nothing unless you show me. Mm-hmm. Everything Johnson ever said to me, he always showed me. Mm. So I didn't doubt myself. Uh huh. And I'll tell you another way he wiggled in for me. This may not be a, a lot of other women's experience. I have two twelve-year-old boys that I'm raising. On my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my other ex that lives in Houston, my oldest son, I adopted out of foster care. Mm-hmm. So when I adopted him, I knew that I didn't have a father for him then. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I provide a good lifestyle for them. If anybody has children, uh, black women have children, you probably provide a decent life for your child. Yeah. But what I cannot give my boys is a black male's perspective. I wanted Jonathan for my boys more than for me. Mm-hmm. When you talk about the little girl having a fantasy of being married, mm-hmm. I, that ain't that hasn't been me. I love living the good life and doing my own thing. I didn't require marriage. That doesn't make me successful. I don't have those thoughts. I think if I meet somebody and it works out, it works out. If I'm single forever, then I'm single forever. I'm not sad about it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't equal success. But what I cannot give my boys is a black man's perspective in the home. Mm-hmm. I was excited that my boys would get to see a black man love a black woman. Yeah. I can preach to my kids all day how America see them, um, why they got to be smarter than everybody else, why they got to be faster. I can give them that nonstop every day. But they got to hear some of that from a black man. Now, when you say that you were going to marry him for your boys, in the long Mm -hmm. run, do you think that that would have lasted if you weren't doing it for you? Um, well, that's kind of a trick question because I don't think anything is forever. I think it's usually five to 10 years. So you were expecting to be like, you were expecting to be an ex-wife before you became a wife. No, (laughs) I was, I was expecting for people to, I expect for every, if we would have worked out for 30 years, we would have worked out. I don't, I don't think that marriage is when people say I'm doing this forever. Mm -hmm. I don't see that anymore. I don't see anybody that's our age that's been married 20 years. Mm. So Mm. I don't, that's not a reality to me. I'm open to being in a marriage. I'm open to that. I was open to that. Definitely them showing doing it no more, but I was open to it. Everything was lining up and I wanted it to, to work for my boys. And I say in one of my videos that I love Jonathan, but I wasn't in love with him. And everybody's like, well, how can you marry somebody you're not in love with? Mm -hmm. I feel like I can grow to love anybody. Yeah, I I remember you said that time, in that video. Yeah, I'm like with time, with time, but he was moving so fast. That's why I pushed the wedding out a year. I was like, let me give this some time. He would have got married, you know, in two weeks of the engagement if it was up to Jonathan. But I was like, no, let me just sit in my emotions a little bit and just wait, mm-hmm. let things play out. But yeah, I really needed Jonathan 
for for my boys really mm-hmm. that's what i wanted and you don't fe- you don't feel like ha- getting getting the boys a mentor or big brothers and big brothers big sisters that wouldn't have sufficed as opposed to having someone in the home every day my boys are into in a mentor program okay so having They're it in the home i'm in a mentor program so it's you're different so you're, i grew up with my father okay so that plays a there difference. There we go. I grew up in a two-parent, yeah. I grew up in a two-parent household. That so makes sense. a lot of, um, yeah. <laughs> okay, does it make sense a little? <laughs> it makes sense because from my perspective, I didn't grow up in a two-parent home because my father was murdered. So all I know is mama. Um, you know what I mean? All I know is mama. Uh-huh. And the boyfriends that she had, weren't the weren't the best you know what i mean so okay you know i I never looked to them as daddies or father figures it was just like oh that's just somebody Uh mama got and mama okay you know what i mean they're not someone i was gonna go to advice for or any of those things Uh so i guess for me it's like oh mentorship you know because that's where i would get Uh my (laughs) you know father figureness from from, and you know what i mean it was like oh well let me Uh look to these so but you are coming from a different vantage point because you're like well i had a dad in the home and it's not the same and Uh I, i that makes total sense to me yeah, and and my younger son, um, his dad lives in Houston. He gets both boys in the summer and breaks. Um, I adopted my oldest after our relationship ended, uh-huh. but he still takes care, like emotionally, of both of my children. Mm-hmm. If one going to Disney, the other one going to Disney. If we going to DC, he taking both. That's right. just him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to discredit that I'm really a single parent. I'm just saying I'm a single parent household. It's just me and my home, and he lives in Texas. Got it, but. I still wanted them to have that father figure in the household on a day to day. And they hadn't, they've only met one other man. They're both 12. They've only met one other man that I've dated in their entire lives. Mm-hmm. So I never really exposed, I never exposed my kids to um, like boyfriends, relationships, meaningless friendships, like none of that. Right. But I was so excited about Jonathan because I questioned the crap out of Jonathan. He always had the right answers I was like, man, if my boys could be just a half of what this person is, we right. don't be doing good because I already got everything else covered. Right. So let them let me show them what a what it looks like for a black man to love a black woman. Yeah. Let me go ahead and close the gap on this other stuff that I haven't been able to close the gap on. So, you know, another way yeah. I think that we as black women end up in these type of situations, because I, based on the, the thread and the response that you've gotten from your John the Con videos, we know that you are not alone in this endeavor mm-hmm. or this experience. And so I think that the uh, the the trap that we as black women fall in and myself included, maybe not to the extent of what happened to you, but we all got some um in, in the buffet of things, we got a little rice, a little beans. We got a little something in this smorgasbord. Uh-huh. And one of the things is, and I wrote this in the notes, uh, he love God, so he must be all right. <laughs> right? Lord oh. expectations. How how minimal things like religion or a man having a job leads us astray, right? Because in our community, it's like, well, that's the first thing we ask, right? In a black community, because we we all we have a, a spiritual religious base, right? So it's like, do he love God? Like, 
He don't gotta be Christian, but do he love God? Okay, he do. Okay, well he good. Uh, oh, he working. He a BMW, a black man working. Okay, yeah, that's good. Okay, uh, you a dental hygienist, and I'm in the teeth too. Is his teeth clean? And he got all of them. Okay, and then boom, that's it. <laughs> and then you know, I'm not saying that's what you did, but I'm just saying, the, you know what I mean. In the grand yeah. scheme of things. It is so easy because one of the women that you uh, interview, her con came through the church. Yes. <laughs> so, so sometimes, like I said, Jasmine. yeah, Miss Jasmine, we mm-hmm. have. I say that sometimes we have a lowered expectation of some of these things that are on our checklist of things they they rank high. Job, job, Jesus, teeth. When there needs to be more, more things happening. Job? <laughs> job, Jesus, job, and teeth. Jesus and what? In your teeth. Job, Jesus, and teeth. That's a t-shirt, right? Don't you? <laughs> 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 That's a hashtag. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it tonight. Uh, job, Jesus, and teeth. Okay. <laughs> The three, the three uh, things that you need to, you know, get on board. But you know what I mean. Like, what do you uh, say about that? Like, how does that affect us? How? Um, <laughs> I know I'm probably gonna sound like a unicorn. I didn't. I, I know people. Your your listeners gonna be like, "Who is this chick?" I didn't have a list. I, I I'm 36 years old. I've done a lot of things. Yeah, I'm gonna write a book yeah, for But real. guess what? Guess what, Jenna? I never had a list either. No guy that I ever dated has been the the same aesthetically or I, I did notice uh-huh. in dating that I was attracting I end up have I was attracting the same type of person I mm-hmm. guess you could say mm-hmm. I was attracting a mm-hmm. type but I didn't necessarily have a list you know what I mean so I, I can right. I, I can relate yeah. to that but there's certain characteristics in our mind that we're like mm, th- this is what I would like not necessarily a physical uh-huh. list where there are women out there that got like pages of pages upon a pages of course. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's like baby girl you'll never get chose ever <laughs> uh- <laughs> um what what how John Jonathan was able to get to me is he took care of my emotional needs mm-hmm. from day one. Um, like the job thing, like I'm not taking care of nobody. I got two kids. Like I can't take care of another human. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to have a job. Don't ask me. For, like you, you don't have to ask me for nothing. As long as you're taking care of you, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's just meet in the middle and have a good time. So that wasn't like, if I had a, like a list, a fake, a pretend list, um, would job be on the list? That's like a guarantee. You got to be able to take care of yourself some way without me. Mm-hmm. So, um, that, that didn't really play into it. He did have good teeth, girl. Let me tell you, <laughs> I was looking at them gums. Uh, that, no so gingivitis. I, let's put that on the list. We're yeah. going to make the list today on the podcast. Good let teeth. me write it down. Wait, wait. Good, good teeth. Good teeth. I'm writing it down. Look, no gingivitis. Uh, yeah. Okay, the eyes. Yeah. Okay, that, um, we'll, we'll, we'll add on as we go on. What meant something to me is that Jonathan's parents have been married 46 or 47 years. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. He comes from a two-parent um, household. He's seen what love looks like. That that gets him a lot of. Uh, they got him a lot of respect with me, mm-hmm. and also with other women. Because come to find out, he was taking us all to the same restaurant that his parents went on their first date to. <laughs> mm. 
He didn't took, I didn't came to Sacramento. He didn't took me to the same restaurant. He didn't took the last 10 women to. But that. <laughs> what? Girl. Wait a minute. I almost choked because what happens is it, it does sound romantic. Like, wow, your parents been married. And this is where they had their first date. So you feel like you. Spe- yes. You feel like you special. Yeah. But yeah. the but the gag is and, <laughs> what's the gag? Okay, tell I'm number me. eleven to twelve. <laughs> I'm like the poor little restaurant staff. Like they probably know. Like here he is again. <laughs> but they but then you also went in retrospect. You looking back like so none of y'all wanted to elbow me and say, uh-uh. uh, he been here before. Mm-hmm. You ain't the only one, sis. Like somebody could have mm-hmm. caught me on the way to the bathroom, slipped me a note or mm-hmm. something. <laughs> <laughs> they must have seen me drinking the margaritas and eating the chips and salsa, <laughs> living my best life. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And the other thing, um, Jonathan is an excellent communicator. Mm-hmm. So when you think about things you want in your relationship or in your marriage, if that's what you're looking for, you want somebody that you can communicate mm-hmm. with. Definitely had it on the communication um, from like the first week or two that we were talking about, you know, talking about love languages, things that make you feel like you're appreciated, things that are deal breakers. Like we were having some serious conversations right away. Mm-hmm. That's why I suggested seeing the couple therapists because I'm like, nobody ever really asked me all of these questions. No one seemed this, you know, cared this deep about me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if he's the real thing, I don't want to mess this up. That's when I say I don't know anybody my age has been married 20 years. Mm-hmm. What I do see around me is a lot of people getting divorced on their second and third relationship. And they all had um, a rocky foundation. Mm-hmm. So you wanted to and make sure that yours like, was solid and secure. Because it was like, I don't want to just be doing it for the sake of doing it. I, I really want right. to start from a good place and we grow like. I, that's why I understood where you uh-huh. said I want to grow into love or, you know, to yeah. the end loveness. I, I totally got you. And I did see people in the mm-hmm. comments, but I understood it because I you wanted to just have a solid foundation. And I feel most relationships uh-huh. should start in the basis of friendship and not it's not mm-hmm. always the butterflies and the rainbows and the pot of gold. It should start mm-hmm. in a friendship because that's what seems to last longer. When I think of couples who have right. lasted, they have a friendship. They they homies, lovers, and friends. The foundation is solid. Boom. Uh huh. So I just want um, and another. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead go sorry. ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say the other reason I needed to visit the, the therapist is because um, Jonathan was giving me gifts. And just a little background: my father was an alcoholic, mm-hmm. and he was abusive. So he would, you know, black everybody out on Friday and go get us new bikes on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I've never liked gifts, even as a small child. Keep your gifts, because usually it was a distraction for something. Mm-hmm. So when Jonathan was coming to San Diego, even before he got here, it was sending the flowers during the week, sending me things in the mail. Um, then he would show up and he would always have an Apple Watch, some shoes, some this, some that. It was a lot for me emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I wanted Jonathan to have the best version of Jenna. Mm-hmm. I was working through my own shit. I was like, wait, he hit me with a whole lot. The gift is making me uncomfortable. But that's not really his issue. That's my issue with my father and my childhood. Mm-hmm. Which he knew. Right, because you were so vulnerable. That was the other reason for the... Yeah, and I wear my vulnerability on my sleeve. I'm like, if I've been through something, I'm going to tell the world I've been through it. I'm that's not right. going to be silenced by it. Because 
if I can help the next person, I'm be like, girl, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. Why would I not tell the world? <laughs> did you did you keep we the gifts? To do better. Or did, yeah, I got every last thing. You said you kept it. Everything. Of course. So for you, it's not a negative reminder. It's like, well, these are some nice gifts. I'm about to keep these hoes. It's no, uh, uh-uh. um, yeah. I mean, I see it. I'm moving. <laughs> I'm moving because this man knows where I live. <laughs> um, I right. need, I need something new. That your listeners probably like. She's laughing. I be laughing like Robin Williams, y'all. Though for real, <laughs> I be having some real dark days, and then I be a comedian. Like I, me laughing through it is me um, healing through coping. it. Yeah, I understand Coping. that. Yeah, I'm like that. Yeah. I, so, I laugh yeah. in the craziest of times because, or I, or I call it my nervous laugh. It's like okay, it helps me uh-huh. to get over something. I get it. I want the listeners out there as we're unfolding Jenna's experience. I want you to listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. and I want you guys to take the time to watch the videos. I really wanted her on this show because she's so honest and she's so transparent about this this moment in her life that like she said could have Mm -hmm. destroyed her she could be you know Mm -hmm. dead right now she has two little boys to live for and a hurt like this and and she's laughing about it and we're being jovial about it but I want y'all to see the seriousness of this where she just said Mm -hmm. I'm going to move because this man knows where I live I don't know his next move he literally was a finesser a con artist uh all the any negative word that you can think of he was those things and he was the most dangerous kind because he puts you in the mm-hmm. mind of joe from you i said it jokingly earlier but joe had a way of meeting all these people and everybody that he met mm-hmm. he was very special to or he he studied them to the point where he could say this was your favorite flower or you like this apple yep. or you like sugar and like a fourth, uh, a half a teaspoon uh-huh. of tea in your sugar. So I'm going to do it just right. And some of you might say, well, it, well, it must've been too good to be true. The other thing about Joe mm-hmm. is he'll show you a little flaw about himself, but then cover it up with something else. So y'all can say all day and all night that where there had to be a flag, there had to be some. But like she said, and I was joking about it earlier in girls group chats. Sometimes we as women get together and, you know, we'll talk about a guy. He ain't call me back or he being inconsistent or he ain't even playing the date. But, but when the man mm-hmm. checks off everything and we say list or imaginary list or do the things that we mm-hmm. want them to do, uh, list aside, you can't help but be like, well, it must be all good because their they're, words are matching actions and actions are matching yes. words. So that's what I want y'all to get out of this. But now we're going to go through the signs of a toxic narcissist because basically he was a narcissist and he was toxic mm-hmm. because of what he did. So the first sign of a toxic narcissist is they have an exaggerated sense of self-importance. Did Mr. Jonathan show mm. that? <laughs> um, ma'am, ma'am, <laughs> this man gave me, <laughs> huh? I'm triggered. Yes. And it was, it was so unnecessary. Right. He, that that is. part is what, and that's a very tender spot for me. Looking mm-hmm. back, it makes me teary-eyed. Is that he thought he had to be all of these people to be with Bowley, Oklahoma, Jenna. Mm-hmm. Humble beginnings like no other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. For you to feel like you needed to make a certain amount of money 
to be with me, that hurts me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why did he think he had to be all of that? He could have just showed up as him, himself. Mm-hmm. He didn't feel like it was enough. So once, you know, um, last, not last year, the year before, when I talk about it, he went through all my posts. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, you know, my employees was kicking my ass. I don't have no employees anymore. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but I had employees for like six years. Mm-hmm. Like I've done my time with employees. And I used to put little um, things on Facebook, not like, you know, directly about Susan Ann or whoever, but (laughs) just little scenarios of some of my employees got into a fight in the parking lot. True story. I put it on (laughs) Facebook. You know, we kind of laughed about it. (laughs) So I guess he felt that he needed employees to be to be able to relate to me. Right. So he came to me and was telling me he was his regional manager for Fitness 19. You know, <laughs> I got the business card right here in my purse. And as a reminder, like, stay focused, Jenna. Regional like, manager. You're the regional manager of Dunder Mifflin. Just over the top. <laughs> yes, sir. Why? <laughs> it's all a lie. Girl, I didn't talk to HR Fitness 19. He's been stealing, he been stealing them folks' money. Wait a minute. What Carly Red said? It was all a lie. Guys. Guys. <laughs> all of it. It was all, it was all a lie, yes. guys. <laughs> yes. Moving forward, so, another sign yeah. is they have a sense of entitlement and require constant and excessive admiration. That's true. Our only argument we ever had is uh, Uno. And I was with my friends. And, um, you know, we play what we call Black Uno. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan was trying to keep score on Uno. Like, you ever count cards when you play Uno and no. count up a score? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. And I was whooping his ass in front of my friends. And he got really upset with me. Wow. But he always, he has to be seen in a positive light by everyone all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Yep. And if you expose them, then that's going to be the wrath. So maybe, maybe after I, that, mm-hmm. you should have put him in more situations. I, my brother used to tell me when dating a guy, uh, put him in a situation where you got to see him get angry. Not necessarily make him angry, but something so Girl. you can kind of see their character. Uh, <clears throat> and his character would have well, come, come out mm-hmm. more. You know, let's just say you would have disagreed with him because I noticed through your on social media, he loved to be in front of your friends doing grand gestures. He did. So that they could be like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Jenna. Oh, my uh-huh. God. He's a keeper, girl. So you needed uh-huh. to pro- maybe not agree with him or something. And maybe inst- by the time you got to the point that you got to, you probably wouldn't have got that far because he don't obviously like to be f- fronted mm-hmm. on. You know what I mean? And it's it's really so true. But it would be hard for us to have a disagreement because Jonathan, anything that I was in into, Jonathan was a professional at. Mm-hmm. We hadn't talked about that yet. That's a part of his con, how he studied me. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're into, his future boo, if you're into <laughs> Jesus Christ, you like to go to church. Um, if you're into exercise, if you're into like beading or making lays, he now beads and makes lays and quotes Bible verses. Girl, not waist beads. He going to start wearing waist beads too. Anything, anything that you are into, (laughs) he is an expert at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another sign mm-hmm. of an, a toxic narcissist is they exaggerate their achievements and talents. And I think you touched on that, but him lying uh-huh. about being a dentist, sir, you're not. <laughs> and he told me he went to, uh, he used to lean heavy on, he went to Arizona state. And I was like, he forgot to tell me to add penitentiary <laughs> at the end. So technically he did yeah. go to Arizona state. But instead of the university, he went to the penitentiary. 
Yeah. Well, you know, they be giving degrees yeah. in prison now. So maybe in his mind, that's right. what he thought. Again, another thing that's not even necessary. I'm not about to play with you. <laughs> another sign of a toxic narcissist is, is that they are preoccupied with fantasies about success power brilliant beauty or being mm. the perfect mate they're obsessed with yep. and that's you what he that. was doing you seen that and <laughs> he was um the date night Literally, mm-hmm. Jenna, be ready at seven o'clock. That was the date night. On mm-hmm. Friday, be ready at seven. Mm-hmm. That is like dreamy. That's super dreamy. Everything is planned. If you, if women are out there dating, you know that's one thing we hate. Like you want to go out with me, but you don't have nothing planned. Like why I still got to plan the date? Okay. None of that with Jonathan. He would just tell me at seven o'clock be ready. I'd be like, oh, that that was him. He was very um romantic. Um, but also when, we, when I talk about our wedding, we're supposed to have in new Orleans, like he's big into the grand. He wants everybody to believe that he has tons of money and mm-hmm. he's here to rescue me and save me. So yes, <laughs> that's true. You hit me all of it. Another, uh, sign of a toxic, uh, narcissist is that they take advantage of others to get what they want. And I remember he was mm-hmm. taking money from your friends about, um, yeah, something I think with for uh, my engagement party. Yeah, he was Come taking money for my engagement party. He, uh, my homegirl Danielle, a florist, beautiful. She provided the flowers and everything. And I guess, and um, he was asking him to put money in for the flowers because he had spent so much money on my ring. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the extra money, and the ring was fake. Your listeners don't know at this point that the ring was <laughs> fake. That's how it all fell apart. Is that my <laughs> ring? I took my ring to the ring shop. It was all a lie. Yeah, guys. he was. It was all a lie. All a lie, <laughs> except his name and his birthday. He is Jonathan Glenn Olden. Birthday is twelve twenty five seventy nine, and I know that because that was on the driver's license. I seen that in the wallet. Everything else was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> this is insane. Um, it is. Also, they have the inability or unwillingness to recognize the needs and feelings of others. I think that's where the yeah, sociopathicness comes in because uh-huh. he gave off an air that he cared, but in the end he didn't because he was doing all these things, taking mm-hmm. advantage, taking money, taking orders. I thought he was mm-hmm. selling like neutral, but wasn't he selling something that he never got the orders to the Herbalife. people? Herbal life. Yeah. Herbalife. So <laughs> just all, all the little hustles. Um, now he's pushing some type of fitness tea. Um, pushing t-shirts like he just always has um something going on but yeah correct so all these is right on time um, another sign yeah. of a toxic narcissist is that they behave in an arrogant and haughty manner coming across as conceited boastful and pretentious they insist on having Absolutely. the best of everything for instance having the best car or having the best office Mm-hmm. Now I remember you know, something about <laughs> yeah because I remember in and <laughs> one of the videos <laughs> he and this is why I want my listeners to let the re go back through this list so that you can spot this because I remember you said he was going to try to buy a new car because they want to have the best yes. of everything. Yeah, he wanted to um, replace my SUV. And I was like, no, like that's that to me in the gifts. Remember the the gifts trigger me that brings right. trauma from the past. 
he wanted to buy me a car. And I was like, no, I don't want, no, nothing's wrong with my car right now. Maybe when you and your son move down here, we'll get a bigger vehicle. Um, but all the finance stuff that a lot of women would be happy that a man would want to do, I was uncomfortable, like sick to my stomach about it. Any type of finance things um, made me very uncomfortable. And it's a good thing, you know, knowing that I found out he had the uh, felony for fraud and he had just got off of parole. Child, this is a mess. Um, I'm so glad I didn't swap any of my financials with Jonathan, but he definitely had access to it because he was in my home. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he, he tried. He wanted to buy <laughs> me a new, a brand new SUV. Just like the dude on the far from Grace Child. Just the ridiculous. I haven't watched it. I can't do it. I'm not ready for it emotionally. <laughs> yeah, you're not emotionally ready for it. I don't even want you to see it. Uh-uh. I don't even want you to subject yourself to that. But as we bring this talk to a close, and I'm glad that through the tears and through laughter, we can talk through this, that hopefully that this talk helps someone, um, even if someone is down and out and they have been conned or or manipulated or they're still in a relationship Mm -hmm. with the narcissist. I want them to know that you can come out on the other side that don't lie down and die in it. Don't lie down and die in it because that is the easy part to do. The, the strength Mm -hmm. part of it is to do what Jenna's did, uh, did and is doing to expose this person. And one of the reasons why Jenna wanted to make this series was to let him know, because he's still out there uh, manipulating people, hurting people in this manner. She wanted to let him know that he didn't have the victory over her life because to most, this would be embarrassing. This would be embarrassing to let someone, to, to let others know to, that you got finessed in this way. Mm-hmm. And uh, what are your final thoughts on that, Jenna? And what, was, what would be the advice that you would give to women to say how they can avoid uh, a John the Con when, in fact, that person is doing all the right things, like in your scenario? Okay. First, I want to talk about um, my purpose of the videos. It wasn't to just air out Jonathan. Once I spoke to his ex and she said, I've been waiting for you. Mm -hmm. I was like, what? She was like, oh, it's several people. They always find me. Um, And I had probably an hour conversation with her about what Jonathan had been doing. I knew then that I had to do videos Mm -hmm. because how he's gotten away with it is because we as women have been embarrassed. Mm -hmm. So when I talk about my purpose, it's just creating a safe place for us to have conversations where no one is judged. Because why would I be embarrassed about something Jonathan has done to me? Right. When, shouldn't Jonathan be embarrassed? Shouldn't Jonathan be hiding? This is his dirty secret. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I say I don't have the motion of embarrassment. I don't hold on to that. Um, so women out there, if you're going through something like this, Let me tell you, when the self-doubt is rising and you are doubting everything inside of you, stop. Mm -hmm. You don't let, don't let a psychopath like Jonathan ruin you Mm -hmm. because it's really easy to do when you start doing the self-doubt and you don't know if you want to live another day. Mm -hmm. We didn't talk about suicide today, but that is very important. And it's also in my story. Yes. Um, So stop the self-doubt. You are not crazy. um, Find somebody that you trust. And let them know what's going on because you are not alone. That's, that's my whole purpose. Let's be create a safe space. Let us all talk it out. Um, things 
to avoid looking back and I dissect every conversation I've ever had with Jonathan um, and what he lacked looking back. I didn't know at the time accountability. Mm. Jonathan is a victim of every circumstance in his entire life. He, you know, he told me he had custody of his son because his ex cheated on him. Like it's always someone else's problem of what they've done to Jonathan. It's never, I made the mistake I should have treated someone better. None of that. It's always, he's been a victim. He's always a victim of something. So if you are dating someone or you, maybe there's women out here that's married to narcissists. God bless y'all. If they have zero accountability, mm-hmm. run. I don't care if it's 10 years of marriage or two days of a relationship. Um, don't let a person destroy you because of what they lack inside of them. Don't do it. That That would be it. Thank you so much, Jenna. Thank you so much for that because women and men alike, but especially women, needed to hear that. They needed to hear the strength in your voice. They needed to hear the the confidence of your voice. They needed to hear the sincerity of your story. So I encourage you guys to go on YouTube, follow the John the Con series. And in true Tanae Talks fashion, here's your moment to give your shout-outs, Jenna. My shout out goes to Miss Parshell, that is a videographer and did all the editing on my videos. That is one of my really good friends. Um, this project wouldn't exist without Parshell. I know that my story is something that belongs on Lifetime, but if it wasn't for her production and editing, um, we wouldn't have over the 40,000 views. That's right. So the first video that we dropped, I think when I look at it last, has 22,000 views on Facebook. So that's um, I'm really thankful for her allowing me to be vulnerable with the world and letting them see the real me. Yes. Um, cause Jonathan loved me out loud and I never really shared whoever I was messing with in a public light. Um, but with him, I did. So I felt like this video had to go. Everybody had to know because they were really rooting for us. I, I was too. Like so seeing it I, from afar. I yeah. really was. So yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, so Parshell, that's that's my shout out. Um, and my kids don't even know all of this about Jonathan, but they they the reason I'm here because mm-hmm. I promise there was days I didn't want to live. Yeah. And my cousin reminded me, "Who gonna raise your kids?" I was like, "You right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust nobody <laughs> to raise my kids. Who can do it better than me? Nobody." But the pain, the pain was so heavy, mm-hmm. heavy. So, and for me to talk to other women that Jonathan has done this to, who, women who also dealt with thoughts of suicide. Mm-hmm. See a therapist, people. See a therapist. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks again. Uh, when we drop this episode, uh, all of Jenna's information and links to the John Khan series, and you can follow her on the social medias. I'm going to have all her social media information and the YouTube links on when this show airs. And again, remember, Tanae talks and you listen once again. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you, Tanae. <laughs> Yo. Tanae Talks. We're going to talk about it right here. Yeah. You ready? It's Tanae Talks right here. We're going to talk about it right here. We're going to talk about everything.